Welcome to This Week in r slash React.js, where we read you the top stories of the week based on the votes of 94,000 React developers. This podcast is never longer than 10 minutes, so let's get started. React 16.8, the one with hooks. This is a link to the React.js blog post, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have already read. The community had a lot of questions about, mostly about rewriting their apps. Uh, there was a lot of jokes about that, but then also about the ecosystem support for hooks, uh, primarily around Enzyme and Redux. And both were discussed and answered within this post. So if you're curious about that, uh, definitely check it out. There are also some follow-up posts, which I've sort of grouped together. The first is a question from user Clab2018. He says, do you still need Redux with the new Hooks APIs? User Dsedia answers, Hooks make it easier to use state and components and group related state and side effects together, whereas Redux brings along the debuggability with DevTools, extensibility from middleware, and if you have complex state and business logic that you want to decouple from your components, Redux helps with that too. User Acemark also points people to his React Redux roadmap, v6 context subscriptions, and and performance post, as well as his Redux starter kit package, which he wants people to use. In a second Q&A post, user ghost20000 asks, I'm a new React developer and have already worked on some personal projects with React. Are there any advantages to making functions instead of classes? Is there still any reason to still make classes? And a lot of the answers were very well informed. Um, sleep, user Sleep Circle app says, Short answer, use classes until you're comfortable using hooks to replace them. In the last of three follow-up posts about React hooks, user Adrirai wrote about his experience rewriting i18next, about his, the uh, internationalization for React, um, and basically saying they kept the same features, but it was about 50% smaller in terms of bundle size and supporting all the same features that they had before. And they give a little bit of color in the comments if you're interested. TypeScript GraphQL Next.js YouTube series. User Ben Awad says, haven't posted here in a while, figured it would be a good time after completing this series. It seems like a lot of people are starting to become interested in using TypeScript with React.js. Here's what I cover. Set up Next.js project, set up Apollo, set up GraphQL code gen, register, handle and display errors, clean URLs, login, authenticated routes, forgot change password, logout, and styled components. Definitely a good tutorial series to get into. Our second segment is projects, where we feature cool open source projects shared by r slash react.js community members. GitHub history. This is a pretty cool project by Pomber, the guy, Rodrigo Pombo, the guy who made Code Surfer in MDX deck. And it basically lets you check out the GitHub history of any project just by changing the URL and then navigating uh, as though it was a slide deck and it, and it animates the changes in the code. User Dance to Dice asks, anyone know if he plans on sharing how it's implemented? And Rodrigo actually replies with two examples, the first being his prototype line slider animation built with pop motion, as well as his own slider animation, and he shows how to do it in Code Sandbox. So very resourceful and worth learning in terms of code animation as well. React RPG. User Shazberry says, 
Hey guys, I've been working on a turn-based dungeon crawler written completely in React and Redux. It scales for all devices and I just got it in both the app stores. Check it out and let me know what you think." End quote. The app is at react-rpg.com. So it's a web app, it's a mobile app as well, and it's open source so you can see all the code. Um, so, and there's a React Native version of course. Um, and it's, it's just a very, very impressive project, especially just made to learn React. Um, I've definitely not <laughs> deployed a web app into the mobile stores before. I didn't know you could do that, uh, but this guy did it. Um, there are also two other users who are also working on React-based RPGs and roguelikes who shared their code. Um, so there, it looks like there's a good indie game dev scene here going on. Um, and I'm always very impressed by people who make that happen, given the limited tools that we have in web dev. Diamonds Editor. This is an interesting side project. It's a math worksheet generator. You type in certain categories of math questions you want to set. It generates the questions and then also the answer key. You can also print it out to use on your students. And it's a very weird side project. Like, I'm not sure how they want to make money out of this, but apparently it's for money and they've been writing versions of it over the past five years. It's, it's a brother and brother team. So very interesting. Uh, unfortunately, it's closed source, so you can't really learn from the code, but it looks nice. Linaria v 1.0. So this is a post directly from Satyajit Sahu, the maintainer of Linaria, and he's announcing that it just hit v 1.0. And Linaria is a zero runtime CSS and JS library. Uh, zero runtime is good for performance reasons as well as just pure simplicity. Uh, you primarily rely on CSS APIs and pass variables in with CSS variables instead of JavaScript variables. Um, and that is in direct uh, contrast to style components and emotion where you have a runtime, but also in contrast to CSS modules where you don't have the same JavaScript API that Linaria has. Um, so in this v1.0 release, they announced a new styled API for React, a prop-based styles with CSS variables uh, functionality. That's very cool. Uh, a support for CSS source maps, improved styling processor. This is also very interesting community work there. And also uh, a new CLI. Inside the comments, there's some discussions contrasting and comparing with style components and emotion. So if you're very if you're interested in testing that out, um, definitely check in the comments. React Hooks Contest. So on the day that Hooks dropped this week, uh, we actually started a contest for people to just go crazy making hooks. And we had four winners instead of one. And I'm just going to read out some of what they did. Uh, and hopefully you get some inspiration as to what you can make into a hook. Um, so Paul Henschel, uh, who goes by DRCMDA, I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, he made a masonry grid that combines a use state, use media, use measure, use transition, and use effect hooks. Um, Latvian Coder made a real life cycling routes app for his own personal use that uses use memo, use reducer, use context, use fetcher, use ref, and use effect. So he basically used all the primitives uh, that React provides. Mr. Lebo made Conway's Game of Life, and it's pretty neat how he encapsulates the Game of Life state machine around a use state hook, as well as a, the timer effect in a separate hook as well. And finally, Charles Stover wrote a bunch of hooks for React Native. Um, so use dimensions, 
use fetch, use force update, use global for global singleton state, and then use React Router to replace a with router HOC from React Router. So that's a very interesting uh, bunch of hooks for a platform that doesn't have hooks yet. So awesome stuff. Congratulations to all the winners. And that was another week in r slash react.js. Did we miss anything? Come complain in the r slash react.js subreddit chat. See you next week. Make way for the hook! For the hook! Make mama love that horse!